0: Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield podcast. It's great to have you with me. I want to dive into a topic that's unusual for this podcast because I don't give financial advice, but there's something trending in our society that is extremely important. And amongst all the other topics we could be talking about right now, I want to talk to you about cryptocurrencies. Okay. Now, first of all, before we dive into that, let's talk just a little bit about currency in general. Most of us don't have much training in economics. We just sort of take the world as it is when we grow up in it, and we don't really ponder economic theory, economic practices. And so it's important that we talk just a little bit about currency and what currency is and what it was intended to be before we get to crypto currency. And I want to tell you right up front, we're all learning together. This is new. Uh, You're not going to hear some great investment tactics in this podcast, but you are going to understand a little bit better. And you're mainly going to be set up to learn some more. Now, originally, currency was something that you used to represent assets of value. It's not hard to figure out how this might have happened. Um, Let's say that a guy had some land, and he's uh, meeting a gentleman uh, 200 miles from that land, and um, so he's going to sell this guy the land. And the guy who's going to buy the land has got some gold in a bank in yet another city. Well, the guy buying the land doesn't have to go get a wagon and haul all the gold down to where this land is to buy it. Instead, he gives the guy some species, some currency. These are words that mean pretty much the same thing. Uh, some currency. He gives, them a, he gives them a piece of paper that entitles him, t- transfers ownership of the gold that's in a bank or in a facility somewhere else uh, in another city. Okay. And that's, that's the basic idea of how currency arose. Uh, you, you, you didn't have to carry your wealth around with you so you could hand it to a guy and thus buy his horse or buy his farm or buy his whatever. Um, instead, you had pieces of paper that represented wealth that was somewhere else, wealth that wasn't mobile. So it used to be that when you gave an American dollar to someone that that dollar represented a certain amount of gold in the Federal Reserve, okay? That, That our government had gold backing its money and so, when you gave, if you gave me five dollars in exchange for so many candy bars, um, that five dollars would represent a certain amount of gold. Now, you didn't hand me gold. In fact, you didn't even you wouldn't even be able to access that gold if you wanted to. But that that five dollar bill said that it represented a certain amount of the gold that the U.S. owned, and you were transferring ownership of that gold from you to me in exchange for the candy bars. That's what currency was. Well, what changed, and it was a major change, is that during the Nixon administration, Richard Nixon got us, and you probably have heard this phrase before, got us off the gold standard. So at that point, our money ceased to be backed by gold. No longer were we tied to gold. I won't go into all the arguments pro and con, but the bottom line is our money ceased to be backed by gold. No longer when you had a $5 bill in your hand was it backed by a certain amount of gold instead at that point and I'm being very simplistic for those of you who have, a, who have a background in economics and I'm doing it on purpose to make a broader point um, instead our money became fiat money what is a fiat a fiat is a declaration it's a proclamation he ruled by fiat or he changed that uh, part of the country uh, or a certain economic practice or a certain legal practice by fiat it was declared so we had fiat money and what backed our money was the was the fiat of the U.S. government. The U.S. government said that $5 was $5. The U.S. government said that a certain amount of money was a a certain amount of money. No longer was it backed by gold. Uh, No longer could you have shown up somewhere and redeemed your $5 bill for $5 of gold. Instead, uh, now money had value because the U.S. government backed it and said it was valuable. Okay, now that's a very important transition And it also leads us directly to cryptocurrency, okay? So, bear in mind, during the Nixon administration the early 70s, Richard Nixon's administration took U.S. currency off the gold standard. From that moment on, our money was worth what the U.S. government said it was. And that explains a lot of modern economics, by the way. Now... What's happened in the digital age is we have this thing called crypto, cryptocurrency, and it is a kind of currency that is a bit like what the federal government did post or has done post Richard Nixon's administration in that. I call it democratic currency. It has value because people agree it has value. If the federal government can say money's worth a certain amount just just by fiat, just by declaring it so, then perhaps people in a digital age can do the same thing. Let's have Mansfield currency or XYZ currency, and let's all agree that it's equal to $2 or whatever. I mean, I'm being hyper simplistic. And so suddenly you have these cryptocurrencies, which are currencies that people agree on the value of. Again, that's why I call them democratic currencies. That's just my homespun uh, phrase, because there is no objective standard anywhere. You're not owning a certain amount of of a mountain or a coal mine or a certain number of horses. It's just people saying, this is the money I'm going to trade in. I'm going to take payment in, and we're all agreeing it's worth a certain amount. And they usually use dollars for that amount because the dollar is the the, the the standard by which we compare all value, right A house is worth so many dollars, trade and out of you know Nigeria is worth so many dollars. it's how we speak in the international world. Now, this has arisen unbelievably rapidly. In fact, some of you are listening right now with great eagerness because you feel like you're behind the curve. You don't really understand exactly what's going on here. Well, there's a lot to understand and we're not going to nail it all down in this podcast, but I am going to talk about it more and I'm going to bring on some experts in time. And it's not because I'm going to sell you anything. I'll never do that. And it's not because I'm all heavily invested navigating in for crypto, but it's a trend that's going to change our world. Right now, there are almost 20,000 cur- cryptocurrencies that represent in the world 1.2 trillion US dollars. This is serious money, serious money. And it's unbelievably mind boggling. There are five times more cryptocurrencies than US publicly traded stocks in the US. And the NASDAQ is the largest US exchange and it's got 3,767 uh, different companies as of this year. So, what am I saying? Five times more cryptocurrencies than there are publicly traded stocks in America. I mean this is ser- a serious economic force. So again, I want to just say that I believe that cryptocurrencies are basically uh, the way to think of it is that it's a democratic, it's a democratically agreed upon currency. Now, I want to say quickly because I I I know I'm speaking and having fun and and talking loudly and all that, but I I think this is an important trend. But I want to say very carefully and very certainly at this point, I don't think I I think the best way to approach cryptocurrency for most of us is as an emerging technology. And when technologies are emerging, whether you're talking about space travel or cameras or computers, in the early days, there are missteps, there are mistakes, there are bad inventions, uh, and, and the, the, you're in for a wild ride if you get in too heavily. I think that cryptocurrency is something that is going to shape our world. For those of you who are younger, it's going to have a dramatic impact on what you do and how you live. But, I want to caution you i want I think you ought to see it as a new and emerging technology and not dive in heavily. I'm sure you're aware that in the same way that people are selling off other stocks, Bitcoin is down thirty eight percent here of late just in the last few weeks. Ethereum is down forty eight percent. And Cardano is down 62%. These are all cryptocurrencies, 62%. Crypto, I want to say it clearly, is not safe. It's not a safe haven, okay? It's not a hedge to inflation, which of course the dollar is suffering right now. But it is an important technology because in our digital age, and given that our currency is only a few clicks away from what, from what crypto is, I mean, our, our, our American money, our US dollar, it basically only has value because somebody says it does, since we came off the gold standard. Well, now people are taking it in their hands to say, well, if the federal government can do it, I can do it too. I'm going to start. A currency, and if I can get enough people to agree to its value, then we can have our own markets, and we can use this more rapidly, and we can exchange exchange currency via, you know, digitally via the internet and other formats. So, if you were hoping I was going to give you great investing advice and great certainties about crypto, I'm not. I'm here to explain it a bit. I'm here to say it's definitely a trend that's going to continue. It's definitely something that's going to shape our world. We're unsure of it yet. It's scary right now because it's taken a massive decline, even greater uh, than the decline of the dollar or the stock market uh, or uh, far beyond the rate of inflation of late. But it's going to change our lives. The best way to think of it is as an emerging technology. Be careful. But I also want to say learn Pay attention, grow. This is going to change things. And if nothing else, you want to know what you're talking about and what you what this means, just to be cautious and to urge caution amongst other people. The young, in particular, are diving into crypto heavily, thinking it's new, thinking it's a break from the man, you know, the government systems that they oppose. And in fact, lots of money is being lost right now because people are going in too heavily, too early, or perhaps in some cases, uh, some stars have even negotiated their contracts to be paid in cryptocurrencies, and they've suffered for it. It hasn't gone well for them. But its I want to say it one more time. It's a trend that's going to shape our world. It's going to mature. It's going to evolve. And it's got some very interesting features to it. One of the reasons I'm a little bit interested in this is I, as many of you know, I spend a week a month uh, on campus at Palm Beach Atlantic University in West Palm Beach, Florida. And while I'm there at this point, still, I just live in a hotel for the week. So I was in a hotel and there was a massive cryptocurrency going on uh, right there in West Palm Beach with beautiful convention center right there on the water. And... It was called permissionless. Now that'll give you some sense of the tone of this of the, of the of the emerging crypto people and crypto technologies and kind of the culture surrounding it. It was called permissionless. We don't have to have no stinking permission. <laughs> so uh, going up and down the elevator and talking to people, you know, getting a bite to eat and so on like that, I began to ask them about the, the attendees. And by the way, it was just jammed. The whole of West Palm Beach was basically taken over uh, by these. And I'm just having fun by saying this, I'm not picking on them, by these crypto crises. And all they wanted to talk about was crypto. And it was a very well-run conference, huge, lots of experts, lots of seminars, lots of breakout sessions, lots of interviews, lots of media. And they are certain, even though they were standing there while crypto had lost an average of 40%, uh, they, they they were all very excited, very positive, very bullish, as they say on Wall Street, about the future of crypto. So I learned a lot and asked a lot of questions, and I came away with the basic basic conclusions that I'm sharing now. It's an emerging technology. It may very well shape our world dramatically. You ought to learn about it and know about it, but invest in it cautiously and don't believe the hype. Most of those who are invested in, in crypto at a, at a, at a basic man on the street level don't know what they're talking about. Don't know about the, don't know the facts. Someone's just talked them into it and assured them that it's the future. And of course, a lot of those who are talking them into it are brokers, and so you can imagine there are some questions. So learn and grow, because crypto and all of its variations—almost twenty thousand of them—are going to shape our world. We're just not sure what it means. So be smart, learn, and be cautious. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times best-selling author a popular global speaker and senior fellow for public leadership at Palm Beach Atlantic University. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Lincoln's Battle with God. Learn more at stephenmansfield.tv.